This is a homebrew podcast. Welcome to Power Word Fail, a 5th edition actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast. My name is Carlos and I am the Dungeon Master for this lovely group of heroes. But enough about me, let's get to the real stars of the pod. Uh, first starting with Ian. Ambrose Moussant, Church Wanderer. Nathan. Miraz the Magnificent, um, and Pursuer of Dragon Lore. Kate. Evangeline Abernathy of the Mornstead Abernathys. Austin. Ferric the Burned. Dang, that's intense. Andy. Pickles, Dragon Rider Extraordinaire. <laughs> and last but not least, Tyrell. Spunk, Dragon Friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get going. Last time, y'all did some crazy stuff. You made your way from the Chamber of the Trial of Faith to the Chamber of the Trial of Valor. You met a uh, mysterious, not really mysterious, a uppity-uppity uh, priest of the Crystal Crown named Galat here, who was an elf who basically explained to you that this is the last trial to see if you can be chosen as the new Crystal Court, a moniker for Heroes of the Land. Uh, you did the exact opposite of that. You did fight a... Uh, what looked like a young dragon was actually an, a, an old soul dragon who has been trapped for years and years and years uh, under this temple, and he just wanted to be free, granting you the promises of infinite wisdom, power by your wildest dreams, and or treasure. You chose the knowledge of a great hoard of gold, which he gave you in return for his freedom which you gave him quite freely. He almost forgot to tell you where the treasure was, but he did. And as he was sent back into the state of physical being, so were you only to awaken to the fact that the temple was now pretty much destroyed from the inside out as a ancient red dragon, Pharaoh, the same one, had flown up into the sky from below, destroying much of the temple before, of course, calling out to thank you to his newfound friends, which he named you by name, really loud. So, as you are lying on the ground, you feel that the sh- mood has shifted. You see that there's smoke, there's buildings around you have crumpled, there's fires that have been going on, the air is hazy, and you hear the light cries and moans of those who have been injured. You awake, and what do you do? What's the first thing you do? Evangeline, pack your bags. We gotta get the fuck out of this town. Oh, this is not what I expected. We seem to have caused a bit more of a ruckus than we intended. But, Ambrose, I I do heed your wisdom, of course, but perhaps we could look around for that sparkly crown before we leave. Is this just another dream thing? Uh, no, Pickles, I believe this is real. Yeah. I fear we've left our dreams behind us, Miss Pickles. Which means, Pickles, that you have grappled and ridden a dragon, but only in a dream. So we still need to have you do this in real life. Oh, man. All right. Well, what's next? Spunk, are you awake? Yeah, I'm here. We have to get out of this building. Yeah, we gotta go. Sins of the father and all, all around us. This looks like it's going to collapse on us. We need to get out of here. Uh, and Ferret kind of picks up their stuff and looks around. Are, is there anybody around us? Uh, make a perception check. That is a 22. Ooh. Uh, 22. Yeah. So what you basically will see is the chamber, like, in front of you, like, the walls are, are pretty damaged, but they're mostly erect. The roof like is pretty like sketch up in front of you but like behind you where the door was it's just wide open like the light has come in and there is basically debris and wreckage and all kinds of different things have fallen down you see bodies of those who have been slain due to the explosion but you also see a few people just kind of slunched over 
Um, there are people trying running around. You hear the sounds of quick, quick, get, get water, yeah, get some men, hurry, hurry. As these people, they run to and fro. The closest, there seems to be a man stuck under a large boulder of construction, and he's just screaming, help me, help me, please, somebody help me. Pickles, boulder. Got it. Help me. Uh, do I see Griffin Stonehall or uh, the elf gentleman anywhere in the uh, scatter of everything? With a 22, you look, and they were they were probably just right outside of that hall. It probably took a good brunt of the force. And you see that, you do see the body of Griffin Stonehall, who has been slain, crushed. You can see his, his torso. Galadir is nowhere to be seen. Okay. Uh, Pickles is going to run over and attempt to move the boulder. Yeah, make that strength check for me. Nope. She is spent. That is a net one. Mm. Um, Miraz would like to come over and try to... Um, he'll draw his short sword and try to use it as kind of a lever to assist Pickles. So would you like for me to make a roll or for Pickles to roll again with advantage? Or is it like just too late for this fellow? Can I see how bad it is? So let us go ahead and I'll just allow you to have that advantage on that roll. So go ahead and that's a 19. And with a 19, with the help of Miraz, you're able to lift the stone. Um, Spunk, are you just running in there and just see how bad it is? Like right off the bat, is that what you wanted to do? Originally, I was going to see how bad it was since he was still stuck to see okay. if it was worth helping him. Okay. But yeah, I would like to, yeah, I'll... That's a 26. Perfect. And then Austin, what were you saying as well? Uh, I was just going to throw my crowbar to Miraz, but it looks like they got it. Got it. Perfect. Got it. Uh, with a 26, I mean, Spunk, you, you're well-versed in, in, in medical knowledge. You see that essentially this man's left leg has been pretty shot. It's, it's, it's destroyed. You see the bones and the various things that have been just demolished and smashed and flattened and you just hear this man just oh help me please make the pain stop please I'll do anything please help me please I can ease your pain please please help me it hurts so much it hurts so much please help me he's just grasping grasping towards you to help Miraz's face is just ashen at the sight of this I don't think he's seen anything so uh, horrific before yeah, uh, Spunk will cast Cure Wounds, healing the man as best he can. Mm. His hands glow, and he's like, let the light take you. What does the magic look like when it heals? Whenever Spunk uses his divine magic, it's always, um, like a golden light that springs forth from his body, and, uh, it's almost like golden thread when it heals wounds, um, cinching and suturing, um, like stitches through wounds and, um, sealing up gashes and breaks and putting people back together. But I can only heal the superficial wounds. The serious damage is most likely permanent. The magic does so, and you see that the life-threatening portion of his injuries is gone, but his leg still looks mangled, but it just doesn't look like it's going to kill him anymore. Ambrose. I'm going to cast Goodberry. Okay. My Goodberry is like, uh, like like normal like Goodberries, but it's like mashed up and it's like blended into like a solution and like in a bottle. So it look, okay. it's kind of like a little drink that you have. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to try to set this guy's bones, bandage it. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and you're, you're using the just, maybe I misunderstood you. You're using the ba- berry to try to mend his bones together, or you just uh, just like for other people since he's already been healed. But I'm going to set his like leg because it's been if it's broken, then you have to like set it. Gotcha. Okay, I I, yeah, I was sorry. confused for a hot minute there. Um, go ahead and roll me a medicine check for me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he just apologizes immediately. That's that's a six. <laughs> you. Maybe you're just shocked at the sudden, like, change of 
what was, you know, a pretty humorous and easy fight before strange things has now become like a shock of reality. You try to set the, the bones and the leg as best you can using the techniques to do that, but it just, it, it, it doesn't, you have no idea if it's going to last. You have no idea if, if it's, it, you're just kind of like hastily doing it, I'm assuming. So mm-hmm. thank you. Farrick is going to grab one of the like candle stands in this cathedral mm-hmm. and s- kind of snap it in half and uh, toss it over to Spunk to give to the guy as, as a crutch. And they're going to say, All right, you're not a gift for Zorla yet. Get up, get out of here. Please, could you help me up? Please. Right, but you can use my head. I'm quite short. Uh, but, uh, yeah. I gotcha. Okay. Uh, Pickles is just going to hoist. Right, no good deed uh, goes unpunished. We should uh, continue. While all of that was happening, Evangeline doesn't look shocked. She looks furious. And she knowing that there's nothing she can do to help this person. She's looking around for chambers or stairways that might lead to somewhere else in this chapel, looking for the crystal crown that Pharaoh mentioned. There aren't really any stairways in this room. Um, this room just seemed to be like a, literally a, a four-walled sanctuary to hold these trials. Um, the back of you, the long hallway, the other rooms that are encompassing the door have just been obliterated. Um, you do see, like, you know, 40 feet down the hall. You do see that there are some staircases. I'm going. Okay. I'm focused. I am looking for anywhere where, theoretically, the crystal crown that m- was mentioned might be. As you... Do that. The man. By the time you're going, the man is is up and says, "Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. I don't know how this happened. I just. I was visiting the temple. The dragon came through the years. It's horrifying. Yeah. Uh, we freed a dragon that your ancestors imprisoned underneath the temple some time ago. So. Uh. What? Right. What does that mean? You freed... You did this? Yeah, an extent. I mean, he did it. He broke free of his shackles. But, you, but, we, but we, uh, we helped him. Yeah, yeah, we let him go. So. He kind of takes a step back and says, cannot hold grudges against you for saving what's left of me, but your just reward is around you. And he starts to walk away. Live with that consequence fools and just the older man hobbles trying to find some way free spunk will turn almost matter-of-factly to the group and just say trust not the words of a peasant for he knows not the path of a hero you will make many decisions that are hard and not all of them will be correct and not everyone can be saved you must move on move forward and he just kind of trots along continuing to help those that he sees. Death is a burden for all of us. It is starting to make sense now what um, Phineas the Fox said. We must be where our feet are. Peric's gonna nod and sing a quick small song of welcome uh, standing over Griffin Stonehall's body uh, before kind of rummaging through it to try to see if there is anything to give us kind of more information about where we're at or you know how how we got here we knew that we were on our way to farrington and for all we know we lost our memory sure yeah uh let's do this um spunk can you roll me a d20 just a straight d20 for me Uh uh-huh a three a three okay uh you are trying to help as many people as you can correct that's yes. what you're trying to do. So with that, let's say that you're able to, from your knowledge of medicine, you know what who can be saved, who can't be saved. So you're able to help three people. And you choose to tell them that you did this or not. That's I'll leave that up to your character. But they thank you immediately at first. And if you don't tell them, then 
Oh, if asked, he is always candid and forthright. Okay. And tells anyone who says, I don't know what happened. The drag came. He's like, oh, that was us. So that's probably only one of the masked. So the same response, pretty much just disdain. Go ahead and, Farrick, roll me an investigation check. That is a 13. A 13? Okay. Well, a 13, as his body has been crushed from the halfway down, he struggled, it seems like, for a second. And you just see the blood dripping from his mouth and... You investigate the top half of his torso. Um, you find a satchel of three gold. You find a key uh, that looks like it's used for, not like a big door, but it's a pretty hefty-sized key, iron. You find uh, three envelopes, and then you find a short dagger. Okay. Uh, I'm going to just quickly shove them into the... Uh the deep pockets inside of my robe. We can look over these things later. We need to get out of here. Ambrose and Pickles, while you basically see Spunk healing and Morose too. Moraz, sorry. I'm going to say Moraz because of Jay's Moraz, but that's my fault. Mm -hmm. But uh, Moraz, you three see Spunk doing his healings. Uh, You see Farrick looking over Griffin Stonehall's body. And then you also see just Evangeline just book it towards the stairs. What are you three? What are you doing right now? I would definitely follow Evangeline uh, and head towards her. Okay. Um, let's see. We're in uh, Farrington, correct? You are in Farrington, yes. Farrington. Farrington. Okay. Yeah. It's my revenge for Mraz. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, is it okay if I insert a little uh, backstory, Carlos? We didn't discuss this particular, but kind of. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will like help you out there the temple of the crystal court and the crystal crown is is in the center of the city essentially um while not like right like new york style like there's mm-hmm. buildings everywhere around it it's like a large complex um that the city surrounds so so i'd probably say uh pickles we there's there's someone i need to check on do you want to come with me or stay with our new friends i am gonna stick with you all right let's uh let's go she'll there's a couple places i i think she'll be and i'll head off to look for my sister whatever you say boss okay evangeline and embers you just book it towards essentially the nearest staircase you can find the destruction of this temple is now more laid with um you see the hole from which the dragon arose i mean the buildings pretty much have just come from below and the stones have just rolled up and they've fallen like just everywhere so you see that there are certain uh, centerpieces on fire because of candles and and, and whatever have you uh, that was set ablaze fireplaces uh, they have started small fires. Nothing crazy um, is going on just as of right now. Uh, you see pretty much the left side of this hole. There is a staircase that's uh, essentially been pretty much destroyed from the top going on. That's gone. So it goes downwards. So you could really only go down that staircase going down. So Evangeline is... I'm booking it towards whatever staircase I can see that's still viable and using prestidigitation to put out any fires that I see along the way. And I'm just going to keep going unless Ambrose stops me. Vaseline, where are you going? Vaseline! I'm like chasing and running. When she hears him like come up behind her, she'll turn back around and Evangeline looks furious and also has just tears streaming down her face. We did this, Ambrose. We brought this upon these people. If there's something in this temple that can stop the thing we set loose, we can't leave until we find it. Vagilene, we didn't know. They didn't tell us anything about this. It doesn't matter. We did it anyway. And she's just gonna turn and keep running down the stairs. I'll follow. Okay. The trek down these stairs. Go ahead and make uh, acrobatics checks to both of you. 17. Uh, that is a 20. Nice. Great job. You don't die. As you pretty much go down these stairs, you find that 
much of them have been weighed laced almost. Some parts have been opened. Um, some rocks have gone through. Uh, there's now parts of the staircase that have been destroyed. So you have to almost nangle your way through. And with those rules, you're able to do so without any kind of risk of serious injury. You make your way down this staircase. And as you hit the the floor that is below it, you see that the staircase doesn't go anywhere else. So this is really the beginning of a centralized basement, as you will. It looks very much similar to what there was before. Large kind of chamber-esque with huge pillars, but a lot of the pillars have gone. You see that dust is moving now, uh, signaling some sort of foundation struggle that is going on at the moment. Um, You also see the hole from which Pharaoh the dragon arose. And if you see pretty much to your left and your right, it is dark. So both of you have dark vision? Yes. I have 120 feet. Perfect. So you're able to see dimly that there is no light and that essentially there is chamber, two hallways going left and going right, just as it was before. What do you do? Do I see... Magdalene! Yes, Ambrose. We shouldn't be going by ourselves down here. Our friends need us. They have their own interests. We can't leave. If we leave, we're giving up. Kill him, yeah. I'm coming. Uh, can I look down both hallways with 120 feet of dark vision? Do I see anything in particular? Something that might draw me towards one hallway or the other? Well, as you go, you look down the hallways, you see that some of the temple people have fallen into this hole. You see no signs of life from any of them, unfortunately. As you look left, right, you don't see anything of particular worth. You see that there's doors on each side in terms of like the hallways have multiple doors, which indicate that there's rooms. And at the end of the, the hallway has like the ten large doors as was previously before. And that is the same thing as the other side as well. I'll pull out one of my last gold pieces, flip it in the air, catch it on my hand. Heads of tails, Ambrose. Tails. It's tails. Which way are we going? Right. We'll go right. Okay. You begin your trek avoiding the hole, avoiding the ruggage, and quite honestly avoiding the fallen as you make your way right. Up at the surface, we see that Raz and Pickles have... You basically have tried to exit the temple. Not super hard. There's holes in the temple walls. As you exit, you see that what is the city of Farrington is large. Uh, It's a sizable city. Uh, Thousands of people live here. It is uh, not quite out of the reach of the capital of Mornstead, but it is definitely on the fringe tier where you get up into the the northern lakes, um, the tri-lake area uh, of the north. And you see that as far as you can see, there's not too much damage in terms of the city itself. You see, as you look, you see that there are some large boulders, some large pieces of the building that have gone and knocked out a building. One side, you see that maybe a pillar has been struck into another building. But in terms of the people, there are there are hundreds of people that are fleeing and trying to either come towards the temple or most trying to flee away from the temple. Small fires have started. You hear the cries of, of children. You hear the cries of, of, of women. And you just hear a large lament. And which way do you would like to go? Well, when I first see this, I would just stop for a moment. The initial shock of seeing the mutilated man who managed to survive kind of washes over me in even greater force at seeing the city, even though many of the buildings are intact, just the suffering that I see in these people. And then with renewed uh, urgency, I would head toward the like city hall like performance area. My sister is a widely renowned harpsichordist, unless harpsichords don't exist in this world, and then widely renowned musician of some other instrument. And so I feel like the 
like civil performance center is a good place for me to start. Hopefully I can find her. Sure. Yeah. The temple of the crystal crown was in the center of the town. Like most important buildings, many seats of government and power uh, were uh, close to the important religious temples. And so you would see that uh, if you're going north, which is where you would find the civic center or the the town square, essentially, all of you, wherever you are at this point, start to feel a certain surge of memories returning to you. Everyone roll me D100s real quick. 87. 55. 20. 92. 73. 6. Okay. Who rolled below 50? Uh, we only have two people, correct? Um, me. That'd be... Evangeline. Evangeline. And Maraz. Maraz, perfect. So everyone who, uh, if you roll below a 50, the memories are much slower to come. You remember why you came to Farrington. You still know, obviously, about yourself. They, they haven't taken that. or It hasn't gone away. You remember why you came, what you did when you first came. Not necessarily what happened after that. Those above a 50, you would remember why you came to Farrington, why you're here, what you were looking for, and more importantly, the festival that you came to, the games which you may or may not have participated in. And then you remember the drawing or the contest. Winners were invited to the Crystal Crown Temple to take part in a final test of strength, uh, faith, and abilities to win prizes beyond imagination. So as that realization, whatever you're doing, starts to trickle in, we'll still continue with Miraz and Pickles. Uh, you're going north, you're going towards the Civic Center. As you walk by, you you see people are running. You see that, again, it's not like the whole city is on fire, thank goodness, but it there are people hurt. There is an emergency going on. There's a giant red dragon that just popped out. So people are scared and concerned. You make your way to the town square, city hall, town square, basically. It is a mass of confusion. There are people laying bodies out. There are people beginning to tend the wounded. You hear men taking orders. Bring those people over there. Uh, I want those who can't walk over here. I want those who can over here. And where are the healers? As they scream... What do you two do? As we walk and we start seeing the bodies and all that, Pickles is just going to, like, for once, quietly, um, (laughs) look at Maraz and speak. Maraz, did we do this? I think we might have Pickles, yes. Oh, and that's all she's going to say. And she's just going to quietly follow you wherever you're leading. Yeah, and as we get into the kind of chaos of the town square, I'll start, you know, trying to weave through the crowd. I'll... I won't push someone who's obviously injured, but I'll push people who are out and about just to try to get through more quickly. And I'll start yelling, Victoria, Victoria, are you anywhere around here? Victoria. And just continue to work my way closer to the actual buildings. Pickles will also start yelling Victoria, uh, but not understand who that is. (laughs) So, (laughs) Victoria, I don't, who's that? Who are we looking for? Oh, uh, Pickles, Victoria is my sister. Oh, gotcha. She'll start yelling louder. Make a perception check with advantage, uh, Maraz. With advantage, I have a 12. Mm. You, as people are moving, as people are, are naturally in chaos, as there are soldiers who have come and trying to hold order, you hear a soft, Eugene? Eugene? Is that you? I stop and I scan through the crowd. Uh, can I, do I see her? You do. You see her a distance away. Does she appear to be injured? You see her among a certain group of injured people, back with Spunk and back with, I'm assuming Farrick. They're still together, probably, right? They're not, they're not like going away from each other. Yeah, we're certainly right. not splitting up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you've you've helped some people. The tone of this little whatever is going on has completely shifted. It has now gone from mystical foxes, bears, dragons, to now reality has set in. What are you doing now? I think Farrick doing the best that they can. They're they're trying to help people. The people that we find that are too far gone, uh, Farrick will 
look over to Spunk and wait for a nod. And if there is a nod, Farrakh will take a talon and bring people some peace as they, they move through the crowd. But Spunk would probably start to notice that Farrakh is acting a little too jittery. And as they move closer and closer to points of damage, Farrakh's hands, these, these long, spindly, spidery paws, start to shake a little bit more, and they, they start coughing. Are you okay to do the work? Yeah, we, we just have to make sure that everybody will be okay. My, ch- my chest feels very tight. You can sit. You know how I don't like fire. <laughs> I know. If you need to sit, you can sit. I can handle the work on my own. I feel really dizzy. I know. Sit. It's fine. It's okay. And Farrakh falls oh. under their chest, hyperventilating. Oh, no. Hey, Alt, listen to me. Listen. Listen. All is well. The light has you. You're going to be fine. Everything is fine. You will be okay. The path will continue. Nothing will harm you. And his hands and eyes glow gold as he puts his hands on Farrakh calming his emotions. Thank you. Thank you, Spunk. Okay, more people to save. Come on. We gotta go. Right. Focus. Job at hand. Go ahead and make me perception checks. Both of you, please. That's nine. <laughs> we both rolled a nine. <laughs> I'll give him guidance on his. Oh, juicy guidance. Uh, oh. That goes up to a 13. Perfect. Man, that could have been really nuts right there, but good. Yeah, love some cantrips. Gotta love that guidance. Bless up guidance. As you are kind of on the ground, you have that moment where you de- you you struggle and you help each other, and maybe solidifying why you're traveling together. Who can say? But right now, when you're on the ground, you do notice there is someone. One of the rooms that have been opened up. There's someone in that room, and they're they're also on the ground. They look very much worse for wear not the crush but you notice that that person is in there and they are they are just not have they're not doing good what would you like to do would you like to move on would you like to leave them there what would you like to do uh Farrakh would definitely run over um and kind of see what the situation is as you run in you see that there's it's just a teenager right can't be any more older than 16 human curly hair doesn't even look like he belongs at the temple. He looks like he was wearing a normal tunic. He is just basically cradled at this point. You see that his tunic is stained red on the side, and he seems to be holding like a shaft of some sort, like a wood splinter. Maybe it's a part of a furniture. Maybe it was something else you can't tell, but he's just like holding onto that, and he's like, He's also just, like, going through the motions. He's just cradling. He's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what... Why? Who are are you? Are you bleeding? Is that your blood? Yeah. I I think it's... I I think it's my blood. (laughs) Um, Spunk would get to assessing the damage. 23 on medicine. With a 23, you would know that the wood shaft has pierced his liver from what it looks like, which it's not, it is fatal, right? Unless mm-hmm. you were to intervene. And he's just bleeding out intensely. And he just says, I, 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 sorry, I was not supposed to be here. I'm visiting my dad. He, he works here. And, well, I don't know if he works here. And I, he told me to stay here, and then noise c- c- came, and a lot of stuff happened, and I don't. I don't Shh. I, You're okay. I, you okay. don't need to explain it. Just look at me. Look into my eyes. Yeah. I. I am I gonna die? Focus. Focus. And 
Farrick's going to gesture to Spunk. Ah, I am, uh, my resources are running low. We can save him. You have to pull the, the stake. To pull the stake? Yeah, I, it, I, please don't do that. I don't want to, I don't want to hurt. I don't want to die. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why. I, I, he just flabbergasted. He's almost, almost going into shock at this point, really. He's, what do you do? Pull the stake, fair, or he'll die. Do you want to live, or do you want to be a gift to Zorla? Answer, quick. I, 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 I guess I want to live. Uh, yeah, I want to live. Yeah. yeah but I, I yank the stake. <laughs> Focus. Focus on me. <laughs> Spunk's hands reach <laughs> under his shirt to where the wound is, and the glow of gold comes forth, and his wounds begin to knit and heal with the golden strings, and he will gain... A whopping 12 health back as his wound heals. You can see that the wound has healed magnificently. He will most likely live, but that look on his face is, is still there. He's still kind of cradling himself, so there's something that he is just hurt emotionally. This is traumatic for him. And he goes, thank you. Uh, hey, by any chance, uh, well, my name... My name is, is is Christopher. What do you know anyone who works like do you know anyone the priest here? Do you know anyone? My dad is here. He's he's been here for some time. What's your last name, Christopher? Stonehall. Stonehall. I'm going to pull the envelopes out of my jacket. Does is any one of them addressed to Christopher? All three are addressed to Christopher. I'm going to pull them out. Uh, along with the the key and the dagger. What is? What are these? They're for you. For me. I want you to take a good, hard look at that wound. He does so. And now look at this. And I'm going to pull up my sleeves and show the scars around my my arms, where my wings were once attached, that have been burned away. He seems shocked at first, but he doesn't react negatively or, or hostily or anything like that. No matter what happens, now we carry on. Understood? I, I guess I don't. I still understand what you're saying. Why do you have this? Who are you? How do you have this stuff for me? I don't. Why are these? Why are these? He looks at the envelopes. Why? Why are these addressed to me? I don't. We carry on. Do you like to come with us? Help more people? Sure. Yes. Yeah. I <laughs> scoop him onto my back. All right. Spunk, do you know where the others went? Do you see them? I don't. Two of them went running through the city. Two of them went looking for the crown somewhere in the temple. You know you're going to have to give him hard truth sooner or later, right? Hard truth? What does he mean by that? Who? If your father's name is Griffin, he's already dead. The minute you say that, he just kind of just the emotion. What? No, that's not true. It's not true. I, we do not lie, boy. These things how, happen. Has how? No, that's not. He starts to tear up. It's not. That's not true. I don't. I don't believe you. How do you know? It takes time. We carry on. We are all gifts. Let your tears be the sweet song of welcome for those who have passed. Cry if you must. Wail, but carry on. Just doesn't say anything. He just looks away. Tears streaming down his face. What direction do you want to go now? What would you like to do now? I suppose we move into the areas of more danger. More, uh, ruin. Right, Spunk? Right. Work to be done. Okay. Die to be cast. Evangeline and Ambrose, you go right. The foundation is, wouldn't say crumbling, but there's, there's something going on. You can see that. It's not hard to see. Like, you don't even need to be an engineer to know that something's wrong. But you go right. There are basically three doors on each side and the one large door, excuse me, on the end. Much like the one upstairs before the explosion. What happens? What do you do? Before we go in that room, I need to pop it. Why? And I, uh, I'm going to send all my healing supplies 
to the team up, up above us. I'll send pop it over to him. Okay, I'm gonna just pump out as many good berries as I can and make uh, 30 vials, healing solutions. Mm-hmm. And I'm just gonna put it in like a bag and I have a bandolier around mm-hmm. my leg and then belt it on the cat and like put the bag in its mouth <laughs> and sit it out. I'll send pop it upstairs to deliver healing potions to anyone who's still conscious. Whereas before Poppet, you would know, would complain, gurgle, kind of thing. He does not do so. He merely looks at you and then does the task you set him to do. You ready? I'm ready. I uh, put up like a cloth around my face that had that rainbow colored cloak and I like pull the hood down and I completely like blend into the darkness and just like completely go invisible. Which door? Any. Straight through. And I just go through the front door. For the middle. The large front door? Uh, sure. You try to open the door, but it, it's shield tight. It doesn't seem like you can open it, or it doesn't open when you try to. You can't tell if it's locked, or if it's, it's something is holding it from opening, or whatever have you. Can I look through the keyhole and see if there's anything past it? Sure. You look through the keyhole, it just looks as though there's a lot of storage. And maybe it looks like storage can't really tell. It's not the easiest to see. I would allow you to make a reception check if you were trying to look for something specific or if you were looking like, for a really crown. wanting... Like a what? A crown. A crown. Okay. Well, make a perception check. <laughs> okay. Come on, Ambrose. That's a 24. 24. You see essentially nothing. There's boxes. Probably your keen eyes more so than not allows you to see better than most. And with a 24, that's pretty solidified. But there is nothing that would indicate that the crown is in this room. Out of the way, Ambrose. And I'm going to blast the door. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> roll for uh, damage, I would say. Okay. Seven. With a seven, the door <clears throat> pops open, blasts open, as the doors forcefully make their way through from that force damage that you just uh, did to it um, solidify that this is a somewhat of a storage room for the temple it's not like everything's clothed up and sheeted up it is like there's weapons there's some chests there's cots there's just different everything that you would put down um, to be used things that would be used the pillar uh, on the end of the room on the left corner uh, as you would walk in uh, is down so it seems as though the foundation could be possibly I think you don't know. What do you do? Is there any medical supplies in this room? Anything I can like snag before I head out? Uh, you can go ahead and make an investigation check to see. 12? I mean you find some odds and ends bandages, different things like that. A lot of the stuff has been waylaid or taken or whatever have you. Uh, so you get the feeling that anything in this room is like really left over and only if they don't have roof or anything else. There's nothing here. We should go. Looks like this place is going to collapse. We can't go. Evangeline. And Evangeline's going to run towards the other corridor. I grab her arm. The place is going to go. We have to go, Evangeline. The prince would not have sent us here if there was nothing else to find. If you don't help. We brought this upon the city. We have an obligation to see it to its end. And she's going to yank her arm out of his grasp and run towards the other quarter. And as you do so, the slumping figure of Galad here, with dagger in hand, comes around, basically was coming towards the corner, but he seems frustrated and angry. He says, what, what do you mean you were the cause of this? He's bleeding. The hair is frazzled, no longer in the slick back ponytail, but it is somewhat frazzled and confused. He he has the dagger out, and he is walking towards you. You sent us into a situation, and we responded as best we could. By releasing a fucking dragon. You gave us no warning. We couldn't have known. I sent you in there to test your valor. And our valor... Was strong. Your valor is shit. Look at what you've done. 
And why? Why release a dragon? Why do all this? Because you gave us no context for what we faced. I gave you the context you needed to show your valor killed the fucking dragon. Vala is... He kind of slumps over as he's walking towards you. He's about ten feet from you at this point. If you believe Vala has to do with killing those who are backed into a corner, then you are the problem. It's a dragon. And I'm a woman. We all have to make choices that are perhaps unpalatable. (coughs) As he spits, blood comes out. (sighs) What do you want? I want to find the means to correct the mistake we've made. What would that be? What mistake? Besides killing hundreds of people, releasing an ancient dragon, what could possibly remedy that? Our mistake was believing that everything you said encompassed the truth. Because you did not tell us what we needed to know, a force has been unleashed upon this world. Tell me how to stop it. <laughs> you can't. That's the worst part. You did this. You did this. You did this. No, I didn't. There's no point to point fingers right now. I'm not pointing fingers. I am telling you. You sent ignorance into a world where knowledge would have been the difference between... Hundreds of lives, and the death we now see before us. There is nothing to do now but try to stop it. Blame is a useless emotion. Tell me where to find the weapon that will stop this, or get out of my way. Do you mean what weapon? The crown? The crown. (laughs) Is that it? He spits again. Is that what you seek? I seek a way to rectify the mistake you made. If the crown is that answer, then that is what I seek. I can't. (laughs) The crown's not here. Where is it? Don't know where it is. Liar. Do I look like (laughs) I'm lying? And he falls to his knees. He points the dagger. He's telling the truth. This man is telling the truth. You are on your last legs, and you have left us with a legacy of destruction. What can we do? I do, you do, what the crystals say. Show drops the dagger. Well done. Well done. You are useless. Prince's wrath. Wait, no, I put him, I, uh, dash. I'm doing it, it. I'm pushing the I'm hand. Yeah, it. Okay. I would say roll for an attack with disadvantage. Okay. Me or him? Yes. No, you. Oh, me. Yeah. With, Evangeline, uh, with please. disadvantage. Wait. So just to clarify, uh, Ambrose, you were trying to stop that attack. Yes? No? Yeah, or? I'm trying to yeah. stop that attack. Roll, roll the disadvantage real quick. Oh, not one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lost real bad. Great. So as your force damage... Roll for damage, just for the gigs and giggles. Okay. For shits and giggles, I roll nine. Mm. As I would assume, what does that look like, Ambrose, when that happens? That What does it look like when you dissuade that attack or stop Evangeline that attack? doesn't even see me like go in because I'm completely invisible to her. So the moment like, she like raises her hand, I just come down and like, smack it as fast as I could like to the left. It hits a wall to the left. Okay. Well, as that wall is hit, a force hits, and maybe it's the timing, maybe it was you, but you feel that the foundation above you is crumbling. I'll pull my hand back to my chest. Foolish, Ambrose. Vigilant, go. I'll run upstairs. I'm gonna grab that guy. Leave him. Vigilant, I said go. He has done nothing but wreak destruction upon this world. I'm not letting him die. I, I I'm going to run upstairs. She'll stop on the stairs. Falls down, yells, I didn't release a dragon. Can I prince's no wrath more. him again? <laughs> no, he's, he's gone. He's, he's gone. Good. 
Bye. Okay. So, Spunk. We're running upstairs. Yep. Spunk. Uh, Ferric. Uh, first of all, I need Evangeline and Ambrose mm. to make uh, dexterity saving throws. Mm. Got a 20. Oh 20. Look at you. Just rolling 20s. All day, every day. Dirty 20s. As the two of you are just booking it, uh, like, uh, gosh, what are those things called? Dominoes. Excuse me. As dominoes fall, just so this is too, is that that set into motion a complete like shift of the foundation just as needed and things start to come down around you. With 220s, you're able to jump out of the way here, avoid a stone falling here, and you book it up the stairs without any harm. Only because, whether it's by luck, maybe the prince has guided your steps. Hard to say. On the top, Spunk, Ferric, you immediately just feel as you are saving and helping more people. You feel the foundation shift. You feel that below you, in certain parts, seems to be crumbling. You feel the, the vibration, the earth move. You hear people start screaming. The ones that are, are, are quite frankly, left alive and trying to get out. The, what's going on? The foundation! Run! 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 As they try to pick up as much as they can. What do you two do? We run. <laughs> I yeah. mean, Farrick's running, still with Christopher on their back, just booking it, taking off. Yeah. Right on. Go ahead and make dexterity saving throws, both of you. I won't say with disadvantage for Farrick, because I feel like Christopher is not a very large person to be carrying. So I would say you could just roll normal. I will spend uh, two bardic inspiration dice on each of us so those are additional d6s it's an 11 nice it's a 22 plus 4 26 for ferric nice as the two of you run you're trying to just go where everyone else seems to be running and that seems to be well any way they can but most people are running towards the north which would assume to be the entrance of this temple unfortunately for Spunk, Spunk, though you basically hit, your foot hits and it falls beneath you. Thankfully, Ferric is right by and, and really with an ability that only Ferric probably could do, just given his uh, body structure and everything, he's able to grasp you and you don't fall down. I would say you, you make it out alive, um, both of you, uh, to the point where Evangeline Ambrose, you kind of just run into each other as you're running. What happens when you both run into each other? You're still running. What happens? What, what do you say? Yeah, after I, like, grip Spunk with, like, my my talon, with my foot, uh, and kind of pull him up to keep running, we, like, run in, and Ferric is fucking big. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but Ferric is giant, but not very strong. So I imagine, like, they run in... To each other and like y'all think that you are gonna like be crushed uh but my very light bird bones it's like slamming into big bird yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i just go down <laughs> awesome evangeline falls and then immediately gets to her feet and pulls ambrose to his feet how dare you how dare we not you, not you! And she'll turn to Ambrose again. The prince would not have sent me there if there was not a mission to be accomplished. Yeah, and, and you... Vespa wouldn't let this happen too, alright? We're both fuck ups. And I like, smack her hand and I like do a push up and like pull myself up and like, <laughs> start moving. Evangeline's gonna instantly dissolve into tears now oh. that the immediate danger has passed and just, like, fling herself at Ambrose. Well, it looks like whatever you were doing went well. (sighs) Mr. Smoke, I need a moment, please. We don't have a moment. We have to get out. It is getting rough. We need to move, unfortunately. (sighs) Evangeline's gonna turn away from Ambrose and stare at them, tears just streaming down her face. I was looking for a solution. Do you have one? 
an immediate solution? N no. Then what good are you? And she'll run towards wherever the crowds are going. I'm gonna look for Poppet and try to get those vials of healing <laughs> from that cat. Poppet's been doing like combat medic work in the meantime, just going around to anybody who's in dire straits. I think Ferric looks at Spunk knowing that we went around and we've been saving people and just have this look of just like, where the fuck do they come off saying that we're no good? <laughs> you know, like just this like, kind of like, what the fuck was that? Uh, just in a look. As much as an owl face can make that look, Ferric does it and just gets to trotting. Evangeline misses it entirely. The first steps on the path are sometimes hard, Ferric. It will take time for them to learn. Well, this is a great teacher. Evangeline is weeping and running <laughs> towards whatever, wherever people are congregating. You make your way, you're beating the foundation, others are not. And as you make your way, you finally exit the temple of the crystal court, the crystal crown. Some of them are not as lucky to make it out. And eventually the roof and the second floor and above, when you look around and you see the beautiful crystal dome that was the centerpiece of this temple, falls in on itself, and the temple is buried. You all look the price, the cost, with Meros and Pickles. You hear, Eugene! V Victoria! You see your goat runs towards this group of wounded people who make a medicine check. If you both want to, that's fine, but Maras, you can do that first. I don't, since Pickles doesn't know that she's calling for Maras, she's probably completely oblivious to the fact. That's awesome. Five. <laughs> These wounded look like they're, they look okay. I mean, they got bandages on, they're bleeding, but they don't look like, can be wounded for all you know, right? Right. And I see her there among the wounded. Yeah, you do. Pickles, just real quick, you're following him, right? You're oblivious, but you're like still following him. Yeah, I'm sticking close by, but I'm probably still being like, Victoria! Oh, what? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Great, thank yeah. you. Right. Maras, you see Victoria among these wounded people. Um, is she standing? Is she lying down on a gurney? Like, she is lying down. Okay. I would run up and drop down by her side. Victoria! Victoria! Are you okay? How, how bad is it? It's... Eugene, why... Wait, maybe I'm, maybe I'm leaving, but this isn't, you're not my younger brother. You, you have a beard and... It's, Victoria, it's, it's Moraz now, remember? No, it's, it's me, it's Eugene, but this, I tear my fake beard off. Do you recognize me now? Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> like... <laughs> brush my hair until the like dye kind of works its way out a little bit and you see my hair is a lighter brown without any like gray streaks or anything like that oh victoria it's me yeah she just takes a hand and kind of reaches out tries to grab the face yeah i clasp it i hold it close this is my young brother yeah what are you doing here are you are you are you okay <coughs> I'm I'm fine. Are you okay? You can you can you see me? A little bit, yeah. I'm I'm good. I am well. Why why are you here? You didn't see why you're here. Um, Vic Victoria Pickles Pickles Victoria. Uh, Victoria, this is my friend Pickles. We've been <laughs> adventuring. Oh, friend. That's that's good. Right. She's just like got this very grumpy, angry look on her face right now. And she's just like daggers at you. Should I even look at yeah. Victoria? She, she seems very grumpy. Uh, she does. She does. What, uh, I guess, I mean, I guess with a five medicine, I probably don't have any idea how I can help her, so I'm just gonna just uh, I think Pickles you. will do a medicine check now. Sure, go for it. It's a 13. I would say with your history... Pickles, with your knowledge of at least wounds and things, that it's not good. And then, if you look at other people around, these people are not good, if not already gone. And 
your sister's covered with like a cloth blanket, mm-hmm. right? Just it's pouring blood, right? Pickle's face softens. She kind of just like looks at Eugene and she just reaches down and she picks up the sister's hand and goes, It's nice to meet you. My name's Karina. And pets her hand and looks at Mraz and just kind of gives him gives him a like knowing head shake of like <laughs> it's not good and kind of pats his back and takes a step step away it's very nice to meet you very Eugene I am so you're traveling you're adventuring it's good That's yes good. I mean I had hoped to catch one of your one of your concerts uh, while I was in town here, we've just been yeah, I, so busy. I'm afraid I I won't be playing for a long time, so you might have to wait on that. <coughs> just a little blood comes out. No, 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 no. Uh, someone, someone help! I, I know there's commotion everywhere. I doubt yeah. anyone hears me. You see, a looks to be some sort of cleric comes over and just... All right, well... I think I could help, but do you have gold? Do I have gold? These people are dying. Yes, and there's a lot of people dying. I need gold to heal. How much? 500 gold. Well, if you don't have the gold, there's people who do have the gold I could help. I punch him in the face. Uh, roll for a attack. It's an 11. Okay. I was like, as a DM, can I make an armor class 1? Okay. Um... <laughs> Uh, it, it hits immediately. Roll for damage. It's ten damage. Yes! Straight up knock him out. And you just see this guy clock. He ain't gonna help. Don't even think he's a cleric. Eugene. 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 <laughs> yes, Look Victoria. Little brother. I don't know if you remember this. You were very young. Do you remember it was a summer night? Fireflies. And you, you would put them in your hand. <laughs> and you would... Let them go, and you would say, "Ta-da!" Do you remember that? There were. uh I always loved fireflies. I don't remember that specific night, but I would catch them in jars and pretend that it was a lantern. You, you would say that you were going to be really, f- <laughs> really famous <laughs> one day. Oh, he is. Good, little brother. I need you to lift the blanket for me, please. Oh, yes, yes, here. You need some fresh air. My hands are, like, sticky with blood. You lift the blanket, and you see that there is just a gash of a wound. It looks as though something fell on her, and you know that even with a five, it's fatal. Eugene, I... I... I want you to know. I had a hard time in the family at times trying to find my place wasn't a shopkeeper, right? Sometimes I didn't treat you well, or as the youngest, you always were doing crazy things I don't know. She just takes your hand again. Mm-hmm. Just kind of just wants you to know that that time with the fireflies is a really wonderful memory in my mind. I'm holding her hand. I'm kind of bent over, like, our foreheads are almost touching. I love you, little brother. I love you, Victoria. Go be famous. For me, take care of your family, our family. And then she'll just take one final breath. The exhaust will come, and she'll breathe no more. No, 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 no. we gotta go. No, I, I, I can't. No. Does she have any kind of like jewelry on her, like a necklace or a ring, bracelet, some kind of keepsake? Make a investigation real quick, real quick for me, because I want to see something happens. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's not a nat one, but it's still a one. Okay, she has a few pieces of jewelry on her, and I would say that you would find a small, like little flute, little pan flute thing. So Pickles is just gonna grab those couple of things, and then just like pick up Mraz and just start pulling them away. Just be like, we got it, we gotta go, we gotta go. Did the temple already collapsed. At this point, you would see or hear the people screaming around you as the temple collapses behind. Yes, our new friends are in there. We gotta, we gotta go check on them. She's gone. 
Yeah. He's just gonna drag. Yeah, he'll let himself be pulled along, but he's completely unresponsive other than just, like, you know, moving his own feet. That's about all he does. Just shell-shocked face. She just, like, mm. gives him a hug. She's like, it'll be okay, Eugene. And off they go. And that is where we'll end tonight's session. Hey, you know, heavy episode, good stuff. I can't do this without anyone else. This was an amazing start. And, hey, um... Thanks so much for listening. Um, if you like what you hear, um, go ahead, uh, give us a like, drop some stars, give us some reviews wherever you find your podcast. We really appreciate that. Uh, and, you know, go check out the Homebrew Discord. Uh, check us out on Patreon if that's something that you can do right now. We appreciate that um, so much. Um, and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, listener, if you're listening to this, you're loved, you're important, and you matter. So, have a good week, everyone. See you next time on Power Word Fail, Camping One, Chosen of the Crystal Crown. <laughs> <laughs>